Welcome to episode 20 of the Recording Story Podcast. I am your host, Adam Newcomb. And wow, is it uh, crazy out there. Uh, at the time of this recording, it is uh, March 26th. Um, and everyone, basically the world is in quarantine. We're all locked in our houses. And uh, with kind of like no, uh, we don't know when this is all going to be over and when we can get back to regular life. So it's kind of crazy times right now. So I hope you all, everyone that's listening, are doing well and uh, you're not going too crazy being cooped up. I hope you're all safe and healthy. With this downtime that we're all experiencing, it's a great time to work on our education and to learn new things and new skills and uh, pertaining to music and creativity. And like I had said in last week's episode, episode 19, uh, I talked about the things that we can work on that we don't normally set aside time to work on that are super important. Uh, you can check out that episode. It's called The Not-So-Obvious Things We Can Work On While in Self-Isolation. And uh, it's got a lot of good info in there, just some ideas of things that we could be working on and things we should be learning uh, that more pertain to this uh, business side of being an artist or being maybe a producer or really anyone that's making music out there. In this week's episode, I wanted to talk about producers and specifically how producers think and of course I can't speak for all producers but um, I will speak for myself and uh, I'll explain my thought process when I'm working with an artist um, the things that I'm looking for and the things that I'm just thinking about throughout the course of working on a song or an EP or an album with an artist and I think this will help people understand the role of a producer generally and uh, what is going on in our brains as we're as we're creating music with artists, and why is it we make some what seem like crazy decisions sometimes? Or uh, so I, th I think this episode is going to help clear up some things. And uh, when you step in the studio next time with a producer for the first time, maybe you'll just understand and have a better uh, sort of feel for how things might play out and uh, why things are happening the way they're happening during sessions. So let me start off by saying what uh, the role of a producer is and what I feel the job of the producer is. And if you go way, way back into the beginning days of, of, of recording, um, the producer's role was to not even necessarily work on the music. It was uh, like hands-on with it. It was more about booking the studio, booking the engineers and the assistants and then booking even the players the session players to come in and uh, look after the budget look after the you know the finances for the project uh, make sure you know everyone got paid and and whatever so but that that job morphed into the producer uh, kind of wor uh, being more hands-on with the music and saying hey you know I think you should change this part and you should play this part like this and so it's evolved over time but it didn't start that way where producers were were really working closely with the music it was just more or less facilitating the project getting all the team together everyone that was going to be a part of the album or whatever and um so yeah this role has evolved and evolved and it's still evolving um and especially now today with technology and the fact that people are you know able to make 
music from home in their bedrooms, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are, in my opinion, are producers, even young kids that are totally producers that are at home creating everything. They're they're um, playing everything. They are obviously if they're by themselves, they are critiquing everything that's going on and making final judgment calls and and all that stuff. So but here's how what I feel the 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 job of a producer is is you are as a producer are if if I'm working with an artist for example um I feel like I am the middleman between them and the public. So everything that they do I look at you know, with a microscope and um, I'm assessing everything and I'm listening to it as someone that's that's uh, just could be a fan and uh, isn't uh, close to the project and doesn't know the artist and doesn't, you know, doesn't care about uh, the backstory behind the artist or like the backstory behind the, a song or whatever, just being really objective and really straight up about what I'm hearing and how good I think it is. And I'm, I also feel like it's my job as a producer to really to protect the artists that I work with so that they don't go and put something out into the world that is bad and they experience the backlash from that. Because as a producer, like the, the artist is the face of the whole operation. So if things don't go well and they put out a bad song or there's problems in a song or whatever, um, I mean, they take the heat. And uh, so I want to, I feel very much like it's my job to protect them from that. And so that they are shown in the best light possible. So yeah, in a nutshell, I feel like as a producer, I am the middleman between the artist and the public. So different producers obviously have different styles of producing. And uh, there are some producers that are very, that very much have a sound. And there are some, some producers that when you hear certain records, you know that, you know, you know the producer that did it because they just most of their records have the same sound or similar sound and um which i think is cool and uh, it's not my style i like to um let the the artist sound come through uh, and have their character be at the forefront and so that you know if they didn't work with me on the next project or their next album or whatever um it wouldn't be a problem for them their their sound would carry on through as they go throughout their career and keep putting up music and so i, I feel it's super important that the artists sound their voice is very clear and I, I don't like to impose my thing or my sound on anybody so let me take you through the process of when i work with an artist and what I'm thinking about as a producer throughout the process. All right, so I get approached by an artist. They want to come in and they want to do a song with me. So I have like a number of questions that I like to ask people and find out where they're at, what their goals are, if they have any goals. <laughs> if they don't, then we we figure out some goals together. Or, and I really love to know what's motivating people and why they're even wanting to do this song and uh, that's I find that really important so so I ask all these questions I get my feet my answers back one of the big questions that I ask that I want to know is like what is this for so you want to do a song and where are you putting it out or are you even putting this out is this for the public is just just for you um, and you're you know you're just gonna show your friends and family or is this going out for you know the public to hear and um, 
And even more so, uh, is this going out to potentially to radio? Um, are, or even are you really wanting to push the Spotify playlist thing and get on playlists? Um, all that information I need to know about so that because um, it'll affect the process of working on the song and even picking the right song to work on. Uh, so that's, uh, again, explaining what I'm thinking about, why I'm asking these questions. Because if you want to just do a song for, for you and for you to show your friends and family, then that's cool. That I'm, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think it's great. Uh, but there's so many things that we don't have to worry about as far as like the length of the song and, um, you know, how... Uh, how much does it fit into if you're like a country artist and um how does it really fit into the landscape of country music today like it you, there's so many nuanced and complicated things that you just don't have to worry about if this is just for you and just for you to have fun and and whatever so but if you want to go to say you want to do a song and you want to put it out to radio well radio requires that your song not be too long and even within that if you listen to um, there are trends that are always coming and going with song structure. Um, so like, for example, um, some, a lot of songs like don't even have intros anymore. Songs just start right into the first verse. And, uh, so intros are, are kind of going away. Songs are coming in at under three minutes now. That's a, a new trend. So songs are just getting shorter. Um, so, and, and why is that? Yeah, because the intros are gone. Bridges are either being cut out or they're they're half as long. Second verses are half as long as the first verse. And so there's um, a bunch of reasons. But so, yeah, I need to know if you want to go to radio, then we, we've got to think about uh, a, a lot of things and uh, to make sure that we uh, have a fighting chance of getting your song on the radio. Also, if you're uh, in touch with, uh, I'm using the radio as, as an example, but uh, if, if uh, you're noticing that at radio, say again, I'll just use country as, a, as an example, and country music radio, there are a lot of down-tempoed, slow, ballady songs, um, you might want to go the other way and do an upbeat uh, fast tempo song because that th they might be looking for that at radio and they might uh, there might be like a, a lack of those kinds of songs that are being submitted to radio and they're maybe they're just itching for them uh, which happens a lot so and vice versa there's a lot of fast songs and maybe you know doing a slower tempo song is the way to go so again as a producer like my job is to protect you and to make sure that like your song when it's done is going to reach as many people as possible and be as obviously as successful as it can be the more i know about what your goals are and what the end game is the better i can do my job as a producer all right so this artist we've talked they want to do a song i'm finding out yeah they they want to go uh big time they want to go to radio they want to go uh, they're going to put it out to the public on spotify and itunes and everything they're going to do a music video all that stuff so um then Obviously, the biggest piece of the whole puzzle for me as a producer is the song. So the song has to be great. It has got to be, um, it has to hit all the marks. So um, actually, if you want to, I did an episode back, I think it's episode 12, titled The Power of Asking Quality Questions. So in that episode, I outline uh, the questions you should ask yourself, almost like a checklist of things you should uh, ask yourself about your song. And uh, so assuming your song, the song is great and we're ready to go. We've got a song that's going to, we feel 
just like it's going to do really well. It's going to it hits all the marks as a producer. Nothing makes me happier than when we've got a great song to work with. Okay, so what am I thinking as a producer now? We've got this great song and we've got a highly motivated artist that's ready to take it as far as they can. The thing that I'm thinking is, okay, they showed me the song and when they showed me the song, it elicited a strong emotion in me and whether it was you know if it's, say it's like a ballad and it's and it's uh, very heartfelt and and it just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside <laughs> whatever you know emotion it, it elicited i i'd never forget that feeling so i keep that in the sort of the front of my mind while we're working on the recording part of recording all the instruments so that feeling informs every decision that we make as we record all of the parts, all of the instruments. And it's your anchor. So like when you are even figuring out the tempo for the song and the tempo is right uh, when the vocals are sitting where they should be and also the key as well. So when, when you know you got the key right, when the vocal is sitting in just a spot where, again, that emotion is coming through the way that you felt it originally. And maybe even more so, maybe you find a tempo and a key that just takes that emotion and it just kicks it up even a notch. And you're like, oh, that's that's it. You know, we were in we were in D, now we're in D sharp, and now I'm feeling that even more so. That's it. Let's go with that. So there aren't uh, any decisions that are made as a producer that uh, for, for me that are taken lightly or just kind of randomly like oh we're, let's try let's just do the song at 80 bpm it, that sounds good you know it's like it, this is stuff that has to really be thought about and really considered and pondered on even sometimes you just need to take a moment and live with a decision and make sure it's the right one before you move forward especially when it comes to tempo and key because once you start on that you're kind of locked into that if you change need to change it down the road you're, you're going to be re-recording everything so all right, so let me just take you through my thought process as a producer when I'm working on all the individual instruments. Okay, so we've got our tempo, we've got our key, and we're going to start tracking some drums. And as a producer, I like the drummer to be able to, first of all, be able to play to more than just a metronome. Um, it's really hard for uh, drummers to uh envision what the song is going to feel like in the energy level of the song when they're just listening to like a metronome beeping away in their headphones. Um, so I like to give the drummers something to kind of bite into and some ghost tracks, whether it's guitars and bass and uh, a scratch vocal for sure. So they've got something really to feed off of. And I, find, I, I feel that that's very important and also a lot more fun for the drummer. Like, let's just say that drummer is really good and they can play to just a click track and just nail it and they get they get the feel right and they get it. They just get it down. That might be that might be true, but that's that's not fun. It's fun to play with other instruments and to feed off of other instruments and uh, in the moment. So I, I like to do that. So as far as and that's a performance thing. Giving the drummer and everybody who's tracking the guitar player, the bass player, the vocalist, everyone something that they're hearing back while they're tracking that they like and that excites them and that gets them in the mood. So as a producer, that's what I'm thinking. What's going to get the best performance out of this player? And if that means that 
they need uh they need to have like the drummer's gonna he's he's like i want bass i want guitar i want vocalist and i want keys and whatever then we're gonna i'm gonna give them all that if they if they really want all those things and if that's gonna make him play better then that's what we're doing and and in some cases um i'll have uh, i'll be working with a drummer and they'll want to play with the bass player um live together in the same room physically like together and so i'll set that up and because they have a thing they like to look at each other and they and they just obviously feed off each other when they're close by looking at each other so it's all about performance at the end of the day that's 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 that all stacks up so if your drummer is feeling good he crushes his performance and then the bass player same thing he just he he feels good about his performance and he's amped up and then he you know he throws down and it, everyone does that then you're you're gonna have a great track at the end of the day uh, so it all just kind of adds up to something great in the end so all right and so now w- with drums when it comes to sounds um i'll pick sounds obviously based it'll be based on the tempo of the song and um the feel obviously of the song so if it's like a down tempo song that's uh, kind of um got a bit of a maybe a sad feeling or a bit of a dark feeling or something like that uh, i'll use deeper tune drums deeper tune snare drums and kind of fatter sounding and uh with more sustain and uh, and then the opposite is true with uh, an up-tempo song. I'll do more tight tune snare drums and um, maybe not as uh, sustainy and ringy. And so it's the sounds are just based on the feel of the song. There's again, it's if you just know when, um, I, or at least I I know when I hear the sounds that they are matching up with the feel of the song or not. And again, it goes all back to that feeling of the song. And it's again, it's very little details, but um hitting that snare sound which the snare sound is a big part of a of the sound of a track overall so if we don't get that right from the get-go then uh you know it's not going to be good if it's if the snare is sounding just too bright and happy uh overall and it's supposed to be like a down tempo sad song then uh you know not going to be good so um sounds are picked based on the feel of the song so every project that I work on as a producer, it's different the order in which we like track the instruments. So um, most times we're starting with drums. That's usually the first thing that we're we're recording. And um, what I like to do after drums are done, I do I do generally like if I'm making tracks by myself, I, I do like to get drum sounds first. If they're programmed drums, I like to get those going, and that kind of sets the vibe and gets me kind of excited. And then I go from there. And same thing when I work with with bands is we'll usually get the drums down first. So the the next thing I like to track is uh, it's not usually bass. Uh, a lot of people will go drums and then bass and then, you know, guitar and whatever. But I like the second instrument to be it's an it could be acoustic guitar, could be electric guitar, could be a piano, could really be anything. Could It could be the bass. It's what is whatever instrument is the main instrument a part that is played basically from the beginning of the song to the end it's like an anchor it's like a staple it's the instrument that if you were to mute everything and just have this instrument and the vocal you'd have the full picture it would just that's all you would need it, the song would feel amazing just with this instrument and the voice so that's what i like to work on next so 
And that instrument, let's just say in this example, it's an acoustic guitar. So we got our drums, and then we're going to figure out an acoustic guitar part that is going to be our anchor, something that, again, if everything's muted, you just have that, you get the, you get the idea, you can play the whole song, and it's amazing. And the thinking behind doing it like this and having that main instrument is that it gives you a point to go back to if you get tracking you know layers and layers of instruments and all of a sudden you're lost and you're like man this is not feeling good and what happened you know what why did we get so off track it just gives you a way to get back to something that you know was working right from the beginning you had that first instrument right you had the drums right and you had your that acoustic guitar in this case was just ripe you can always go back to that point and start over again or even just like you know mute mute a bunch of the layers that you've recorded and um and and just start to unmute things and see where you went wrong see where like you added something it just messed everything up so um i hope that makes sense that's my thinking is to have that that instrument as an anchor that that instrument that everything else you do is based off of that instrument all right so in this case it's an acoustic guitar so when we get into doing uh, electric guitars all those electric guitar parts are going to have to work with this acoustic and uh, same with when we get into bass the bass is going to have to work with this acoustic and the drums so for me as a producer if we've got that main part then I'm feeling great I know that all the the other tracking that we're going to do and all the decisions that we're going to make uh, we have something to base it off of so important to have something your your, your decisions are based off of and, and as a producer it is my job to make informed decisions uh, with the artists uh, and not just blindly kind of picking things just because, you know, we really got to really be got to be smart about every decision we make. All right. So we got our drums. We have our main instrument. In this case, it's going to be an acoustic guitar and um, we're going to move on to something else. We're going to start tracking uh, the bass. And uh, what am I thinking as we're tracking instruments as we're go as we're moving on? I'm I'm constantly just hearing the song with the ears of a potential fan. I'm just thinking like, what would someone who just is hearing this for the first time? What are they thinking? Uh, is it you know is it interesting? Um, is a song is it grabbing the? Is there anything going on that would grab somebody if someone was like? like even in a grocery store and this song came on overhead, you know, in the, in the grocery store, you know, radio speaker system, whatever. Um, if, you know, if they heard it would, would there be something that would just get their attention and go maybe want to Shazam it and, you know, listen to it, find it when they get home and listen to it. it just that, that's what I'm thinking as we're, as we're playing, as we're tracking all the instruments and going through it all. The process is, uh, is is this translating is it going to translate to the public and, and i'm also again in that protective mode where are there things going on where like you know someone can really like rip on this song and say oh man that that lyric in verse two where they said da 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 is terrible they you know they, they really should have changed that or i can't believe that they, that they wrote that so as things are coming up in the tracking process that i feel maybe people would uh, attack this artist over or, you know, just give them a reason to be easily criticized. I'm, I'm addressing those things as they're coming up and, uh, we're fixing, we're fixing those things as, as uh, we go along. 
the one thing, so during the, the recording process, as a producer, I'm thinking about the artists and their comfort level. So comfortability is so crucial while you're in a studio working on your music and you're working with a producer. As an artist, you need to feel like you can go and make mistakes and not feel like you're being judged or looked down upon or you just need to be free, open. And if you're a singer and and you're laying down your vocals and you just hit a horrible note, um, you're not feeling, again, judged or like you just you get and then you get in your head and you start feeling you start like beating up on yourself and and all that stuff you need need to feel so comfortable that you would just laugh and laugh at yourself and then just move on and, and just keep working and keep tracking so as a producer that i know that that is uh super important probably the most important thing in the recording process is making sure that um everything everyone is super comfortable that they feel safe and they feel that they're also being heard i think that um i i know of i've heard horror stories of producers that just kind of produce with like an iron fist and they don't they they aren't opening to open to listening to the artist's um opinions and ideas and um are very dismissive and um I feel as a producer, it's it's really important to be sensitive and uh, make make the artist feel like they are uh, their voice is heard, their opinions matter, and the byproduct of setting up a super safe, com- comfortable environment is that you get the best performances out of the artists. Plain and simple, when people are comfortable and feel good, they play better, they sing better. They come up with better ideas. And um, so it, it, it's very simple. Yeah, just make people comfortable, make them feel welcome, make them feel safe, and you'll make great music with them. So as a producer, I'm, I'm thinking about that constantly. And what can I do to make the situation more comfortable? Um, if that means, and I mentioned this before in the podcast, if that means when an artist comes in and I sense that they're a little nervous um, uh, to get started to get you know maybe we got vocals to do and they're I, I feel like they're they're kind of tense and a little tight uh, we'll sit and talk for hours before we start recording uh, and, and there's a there's sort of a threshold or a point that I know that uh, we've hit in the room uh, hanging out where they feel like okay you know their guard is down you know you can see the the tension has kind of come off their shoulders and it's like okay you know they're they're ready to go we can start recording and it's going to be awesome and when it, even when it comes time to even record vocals if sometimes again depending on the artist and the song uh if we're um, going through tracking vocals and the and if I think the singer will sing better when they see me standing up in the control room uh, instead of sitting down at my, you know, at my computer running Pro Tools, if if I think that they, they, they're going to sing better because I'm standing up and they kind of get more into it or they feel more comfortable, then that's what I'm going to do. And so it's just whatever it takes. It's, a, it's such a simple thing, but you do what it takes to get the best performance out of out of artists. And sometimes you do weird things to get people to, you know, to, to get the best out of them. Sometimes you do really just kind of quirky, weird things. But again, it's whatever it takes. And as a producer you're always thinking about this. You're always thinking like, what, what is the, the magic thing or th- I can do or say right now that'll just 
you just bring out the best in this artist right now. Do I, is it time to make a joke? Is it time to be funny? Crack a joke, you know, break some tension in the air maybe, or, um, or do we need to just kind of be serious right now and just buckle down and, and really get and focus and get this part done? Do we need to take a break like for 10 minutes and walk away and, and then come back and, uh, and, and, and it'll be better once we come back from a break uh, or will taking a break really mess up our flow and our momentum we have going? And is that not a good idea? So as a, as a producer, this is why I'm laying this all out. This is all the stuff that's going through uh, a producer's head as they're working is all these details that are just super important in, in, in the overall grand scheme of recording a song. All the stuff adds up to either make a great song or and recording or, you know, a, a bad song. You're also, as a producer, dealing with a lot of different personality types. So so with that, you have to kind of be able to read pe- people very quickly and understand what motivates them and what is a good way to sort of speak to them to get the best out of them and what's the not a way you don't want to speak to an artist because it's going to like totally discourage them and upset them. So being sensitive to, I mean, there's some artists that I work with that uh, they love being told that the take that they, they just did was bad, you know, just straight up tell me that's horrible, do it again, you know, <laughs> so, and, uh, and then there are others where if I, if it was to say that to them, they would crush them and they would fall apart, you know, it would just be devastating for them. So knowing that, um, who you're dealing with and what, uh, what they're, personality is like is is again as a producer you're always thinking about this stuff i'm also looking out for the artist side that i work with uh and so that when there were in sessions that if there's any kind of factor that throws them off that i make sure that i remove those factors as quick as possible so for example if i'm working with a singer and there's say like a new person in the room that's just hanging out in the session for whatever reason, um, and I and I can tell that this singer doesn't want this person to be there. That it's throwing them off. They're they're too dis- they're 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 thinking too much about what does this person think about my vocals right now, and am I doing well? Do they think I'm good? <laughs> like if it's just throwing them off, I could tell pretty quickly. So I'll make sure that I deal with that as quickly as I can, and and just set up basically set up the environment, the studio environment, so that the artist is just going to be able to perform the best they can. So if that means removing certain people maybe from a session, uh, obviously do that in the nicest way possible. Uh, I, you know, that's that's what you do as a producer. It's like, again, it's your job. And at the end of it all, when I finish the song with an artist, I want them to be proud of it. Even if it's, even if it's, if it's amazing, the song is incredible, and the production turns out great, and the mix is amazing, all that stuff. But they don't like it. They don't feel like it represents them or it's just not um, it's not what they envisioned. Uh, that's a bummer. And I never want as a producer want that to happen. So making sure that at the end of the day, when they when when the artist gets their track, they're like, yes, this is this is what I this is beyond what I envisioned. And I'm so pumped to put this out to the world and and, and, and show everybody I can. So as a producer, that's something that uh, it doesn't matter if I think it's good. The artist has to also feel 
super confident and great about it. The artist at the end of the day is the star of the show. They're the hero. And as a producer, you're there just to facilitate and to bring out the best and to enhance what is already there and magnify all of the strengths that are there, minimize or completely remove all the weaknesses and enhance, enhance, enhance. All right, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for checking it out and taking the time to listen through. I hope you got something from that. I hope it's helped you. This episode has helped you understand the way that producers in general are thinking as you're working with them and what they're, maybe you just giving you a better understanding as to what a producer's job really is at the end of the day. Because for some people, it's a little bit confusing uh, what it is that we do and how we do it and it's not maybe you work with a producer and you thought what the heck is this person thinking <laughs> why are we doing this and you know, maybe maybe that this episode has helped you understand that better i hope you're all doing well hope you're all staying safe and healthy and this really uh crazy time in the world right now uh i'm here to support any way that i can i'm gonna keep putting out these podcasts and hopefully you're getting benefit from this podcast and if you know if you want to i've said this before in past episodes i'm i'm here i'm happy to give advice or even help if you want to send me your songs to check out and send some feedback um anything i could do to support and help the music community i'm happy to do you can email me your questions songs anything even if you just want to connect say hey you can email me at uh, adam at newcomstudios.ca and I'll put my email address in the uh, description of this episode you can find it there but that's adam at n-e-w-c-o-m-b studios.ca and I'd, I'd love to connect with you I'd love to hear from you and if you like this podcast you leave a, a review online that would be amazing on iTunes subscribe to the podcast so you uh, get updates when new episodes come out put an episode out every friday so uh just keep tuning in would appreciate that so much and normally my sign off is get out there and make some great music uh but we can't get out there right now we all have to stay home and stay quarantined so i'm gonna say this stay inside and make some great music music